Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. My name is Zing Sing. For some monogamous people, looking at porn is cheating. For some monogamous people, flirting is cheating. There are probably monogamous people who don't mind if their partners make out with other people, as long as, you know, they come home and do what they're supposed to do. Today on My First Time. Is two partners one too many? My name is Lola and this is the first time I tried polyamory. You've probably heard about this one. It's all about being involved in intimate consensual relationships with more than one partner. And although numbers can be hard to find, in the UK and US it seems to be on the rise amongst young people. Or at least it's more visible now. More people are open about it. Our guest today, Lola Phoenix, is polyamorous. They started exploring polyamory because they were curious about sex and sex culture. Lola is a sex nerd. This is their story. I encountered polyamory probably... Maybe like 10 or 12 years ago, I came at it through I did not have a very good relationship with sex throughout my whole life. And then I kind of decided because I was so scared of it, I would be more interested in it and, and basically just researched a lot about sex positivity, a lot about safer sex, a lot about everything, basically. And I was really active on a few live journal communities giving relationship and sex advice and things like that. I started listening to a lot of sex positive podcasts and things like that. Um, and at first I was kind of, you know, I think a lot of people are, today are like more aware of open relationships in that word. They don't necessarily know what polyamory is, but they know what an open relationship is. And I'm also kind of within the LGBT community. I think, to be honest, it's more common in the LGBTQ community than it is um, necessarily within mainstream heterosexuality. So I began really with just thinking about, okay, do I list that I'm looking for an open relationship on my profile? I think I'm, I'm kind of on the asexual spectrum, so that makes it kind of a bit different than most people. So I think a lot of people probably, whether or not they're monogamous or non-monogamous, look for hookups or look for, you know, they have flings or, you know, a lot of monogamous people will date multiple people at the same time before they actually decide to date one person. Um, and I don't really do that. I think at the time, there was one person that I was interested in, and then I sort of came to the realization of, oh, you know, 
know, I think my reasoning for choosing polyamory or non-monogamy was really because I felt like I don't tend to be attracted to people very often. So when I am attracted to somebody, I want to have the chance, especially if they're also attracted to me and they're not terrible and they're willing to like actually talk to me and we can go on dates. I want the chance to explore that. So I liked somebody. And at the time I was in America and I was definitely trying to leave America, thinking of coming to the UK. So I was created an OKC profile in London because I knew I was coming to London. And so I started talking to some folks here. And I remember one guy I was really interested in, but he was very monogamous. I mean, even to the point where he was like, well, I don't even want to try a threesome. And I was like, well, should I even continue down this road with you? Because even though I really like you and you're really cool, you know, if you're not even willing to try anything new, what's the point? Um, so I think that that was kind of my first foray. It was like, okay, maybe I want to be monogamish, as some people say. Maybe I want to try other things occasionally. And then I sort of came to the realization that I actually don't really do swinging. I don't really do flings, not to not to judge anyone who does, but it's not something that I do. So I actually want multiple relationships. And then I kind of came across the word polyamory and then it kind of like, OK, that's kind of more describes what I am. And then I started listening on my profile because it's just easier that way to say that's what I'm looking for, even though I'm single technically and I don't have other partners. Well, at the time I was, you know, I, this is what I'm interested in. So not to waste anyone's time. Most of the people on our podcast have complex relationship stories, but Lola's first polyamorous relationship feels a lot more than that. I'm going to stay out of this one for a bit and let Lola walk us through it. Imagine if this had happened to you. So my first polyamorous experience is actually quite a weird slash hilarious story. So I was talking to a number of people when I was in the U.S. and I was talking to this guy and for the sake of like not naming him, we'll call him Ryan. So I was talking to Ryan and, you know, my first relationship was actually with someone who was in Australia. It was very difficult for me because it was an online relationship and people judged that. And I really, really cared for him. And I thought at some point he would come to America and he didn't end up and we broke up. It was very dramatic and very sad. And so in this new thing, I was like, okay, I really like him. If I was in London at the time, we would definitely be dating. But I don't really want to say anything about it now because I'm really afraid that he'll say, oh, yeah, I'll definitely wait for you to come to London and then I'll get my heart broken again. So in his defense, we weren't technically dating at the time, but I really cared for him and I really, really liked him. And he knew that I was interested in polyamory. I knew he was interested in polyamory. It was no secret. And one day, I mean, I spoke to him for about a year, like quite a long time, and not not necessarily every day, but I spoke to him quite frequently. And one day he said to me, you know, oh, have you seen my Facebook profile? And I was like, oh, oh no. And I looked at his Facebook profile and it's like, Kylie is now in a relationship with Felicity. We'll say for her name is Felicity. And I was like, oh, okay. And the thing is, so much of the beginner polyamory resources really go hard on jealousy and not being jealous and not controlling anyone. And when you are in a polyamorous relationship and other people ask you about it, the first thing they usually ask you about is like, do you get jealous? Do you get jealous? And people talk about jealousy so much as a character flaw and not a natural human emotion that you experience, sometimes for very legitimate reasons, that at the time I was like, oh my God, I can't be jealous. I can't be jealous. You know, I was like hyper aware of it. But at the same time, I was like, okay, I've never heard of this person before. He's never spoken about this person before. It's a bit weird to go from absolutely no mention to relationship. And I sort of brought that up a bit. I was like, oh, I, you know, you never said anything about Felicity. And he was like, he literally tried to convince me that relationships were different in the UK. Because you have kind of a little bit of a rose-tinted glass. And you're kind of like, I like this person. I really want to like them. So even even though these red flags are kind of flying in my face, I'm going to like 
just try anyway. And so I was like, okay, it's not like I'd never been to the UK before. I kind of knew in the back of my mind that was total bullshit. And he was like, yeah, it's just, you know, we just decided to be in a relationship. And I was like, okay. So I kind of had a problem with it, but I was like pushing it down and down into my psyche. And the other thing that happened, and this was, again, this is like so many like hindsight being 2020. I looked at her profile and she like seemed almost like exactly like me. Like she really liked knitting. She was, um, not that I'm like really into knitting, but like she was also queer. She was, seemed very liberal. I was like, oh, maybe I'll add her. Like we can talk and we can be friends. He was like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Now, (laughs) you would think at this point I'd be like, hmm. And I was like, okay, why? And he was like, well, you know, I just would prefer if you just meet in person first. I was maybe about four or five months away from coming to the UK. If I had been maybe a year away, I think I would have been like, uh, but because I was trying not to be jealous and I was trying to be understanding and I was don't want to be the controlling evil partner. I was like, okay, all right, well, I get it. But I was like, but she knows I exist, right? And he was like, yeah, 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 she knows. A couple months passed. And the other thing about him was that he would occasionally be really, really rude to the point where I had to confront him about it. And I didn't really begin to understand why he was doing this. And it it, it started to get a little awkward for me. And I kind of let it go because it wasn't every time I spoke to him. It's sort of like once every three times I spoke to him. And I went to a friend's house before I came to the UK. um, And I was reading this book called Why Does He Do That by Lundy Bancroft, which I recommend everybody read because it's really about like how abusive minds work. So there was all that going around in the background too. Like occasionally he'd be a bit of a jerk. And then another big thing that happened was I was like, okay, I'm coming to the UK to study. Maybe a week before my dorm opens, I'll come to your house and like stay with you. And that would be kind of nice. Um, he was like, oh, I have to ask Felicity first. Now, he doesn't live with Felicity. And I was like quite annoyed by this. I was like, wait a minute, I don't even get asked before you have this relationship. Not that you need my permission, but I don't even know who this person is. And then now in order just to visit you, I need her permission. I was, you know, again, I was angry, but then my mind was like, no, no, you can't be jealous. You can't be controlling. You have to just, you have to be okay with everything because that's how, even though there's no one right, right way to do polyamory, that's the right way is to be um, positive and to have this thing, which is supposedly the opposite of jealousy called compersion, where you're happy that your partner is is getting with someone else. And so he's like, oh, I'll ask her. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, she says it's fine. And and he tells me the conversation they supposedly had. And it was like, I was like, oh, yeah, this person's coming. And, and Felicity was like, oh, is this person hot? And he was like, yes. And then Felicity was like, threesome? And I was like, oh, okay. Um, uh, I guess that's good. Um, so apparently it was okay. But then I decided a little bit further down the line, closer to when I was coming, I was like, I'm a little uh, uncomfortable with the suggestion. You know, I don't even know this person. Not that it, you know, it's fine if you want to have a threesome with someone you don't know. You know, I'm not judgy, but it makes me feel really weird. And the expectation makes me feel a a bit weird. So I decided not to go to his house a week before I was going to go in my dorm, but I was still going to see him and date him and everything like that. And what ended up happening was as I was reading this book, I started realizing that he was just occasionally just weird and mean. Like, for example, I remember telling him like, oh, I've, I'm, I've, my camera's going to run out of batteries and I really need to find some batteries. And he said something like, that's what Google's for. And I was just like, what, what is your problem? Like, one day I was about to, I was like literally a week before I was about to come to London. And I was like, um, I don't think we should meet, actually. And he was like, oh, why is that? And I was like, to be honest, like, you're just randomly a jerk. And I have to, like, confront you about it. And it's awkward. And it makes me not want to talk to you. And no lie, 
He blocked me and removed me from everything and never spoke to me for a long time, but just completely ghosted me, like didn't even say anything, just blocked me on everything. So I was like, okay, what do I do now? I could, I, I still know Felicity's Facebook. I could send her a message and be like, hey, uh, just so you know, he's kind of terrible. But then I was like, oh, I'm going to look like a jealous ex. I can't. And then I'm going to look controlling and all these terrible things that you, you know, so I didn't do that. And then fast forward, like two months after I come to London, I go to a party. I knew ahead of time that he was going to America during this time. I was really, really worried of running into him. Um, But I knew he was going to be in America. So I went to this party um, at a friend's house. And I'm at the party and I look over and she's standing right there and I recognize her right away. And I'm just like a bit of deer in headlights because I'm like, oh, shit, because in my mind, she knows who I am. And as soon as I said that to him, I thought he's going to tell her I'm a terrible, crazy person, yada, yada. So I was like, oh, shit. And then I'm just like, I can't spend the whole party like dodging someone. It was a very small flat. There was just it was there was nothing that was going to help. So I, was like, I just got to bite the bullet. So I walk up to her and I'm like, hi. And she just kind of she just kind of goes, hi. Um, and I'm like, um, do you know Kyle? I think that was the name I picked. And she's like, I know many Kyles. And I was like, he's in America right now. Um, and I said his last name. And, and she was like, oh, you know Kyle. And I'm like, yeah. And the thing about it is I'm not really good at coming up with lies on the spot. I'm very, very bad at it. So sometimes if somebody just asks me something, I usually just blurt out the truth. And that's why I'm very, very bad at pub quizzes. So she was like, how do you know Kyle? Uh, well, actually, I was kind of a little bit dating him for like a year while I was in America, and he was dating you also, and he said that you knew about me, but I don't think you do, and then I told him he was kind of a jerk, and then he blocked me and never spoke to me again, and she was like, oh, okay, um, and it was a very awkward conversation, and she actually, she tweeted him, because he was in America, and she was like, so I just met Lola, why did you tell Lola not to speak to me, and legitimately... No lie. He blocks her on everything. He, he like he knows her. He's been in physical relate. She has stuff at his house and he blocked her on everything. He never spoke to her again. We kept texting him because he still had stuff like her dad passed away and he had like her dad's T-shirt. I mean, it was ridiculous. And it was really bizarre because the reason why he lied made no sense. Like, we don't know why he lied. We would have been fine if he would have told us about each other. He never told her about me at all. Technically, that's my first experience with it. And it was just really awkward and weird because he just he didn't have any reason to lie to either of us. We would have been fine. I mean, we're not really good friends now. We have like inherently incompatible personalities. Like she's really, really sensitive to criticism and I'm a Virgo. It doesn't work. Um, But we would have gotten along. We wouldn't have been mad. So I have no idea. Still no idea to this day why he lied. And the only thing I've ever heard from him, he's he sent me a message. I think I was still using MSN Messenger or something at the time. And he sent me a message like, you guys think I'm the enemy, but I but I just trying to do something. I don't even remember. It was just a weird, random message. And I was just like, okay, all right, dude, whatever. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Our guest Lola still identifies as polyamorous, even after what they went through with Kyle, Jason, or whatever his name is. I think it's important to say that Lola's first time wasn't exactly what you call a healthy kind of polyamory. Even though Lola felt like they were in that kind of relationship, the guy wasn't exactly acting like it. They weren't communicating with each other properly. Polyamory, in all its forms and variations, can be a complex business. You know, that's the thing that. A lot of polyamorous and non-monogamous people kind of face is that if a relationship fails or doesn't work out, then it's automatically oh, it's because it was an open relationship. It's because it was polyamorous. There are people who, when monogamous relationships don't work, they go oh, it's because monogamy is bad. I don't agree with that, but like you know, it always gets blamed for it. So I was very accustomed to the idea. Okay, okay, this didn't work out, but that's because he's very, very strange. Not because it's open, because it would have been fine. Like it, it, that's the thing. It's it's not even that either of us were you know, the type of person to be upset at each other. I mean, and I'm not giving him enough credit to say that he knew that our personalities would kind of clash because they definitely did later on. But there was just no reason to lie. And I don't know, maybe he just liked lying. I, 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 I have no idea. To me, cheating is just when you lie and hide something. I accept that different people have different definitions of cheating. Like for some monogamous people, looking at porn is cheating. For some monogamous people, flirting is cheating. For some monogamous people, they're like, oh, you can flirt with other people. There are probably monogamous people who don't mind if their partners make out with other people as long as, you know, they come home and do what they're supposed to do. To me, it begins to be cheating when you hide and lie about something or you lie by case of omission. Like anytime you're hiding something, then it becomes cheating to me. Um, and that doesn't have to be sex. It doesn't even have to be a full relationship. And and I get that it's a bit awkward because, like I said, when do I tell you that I've slept with someone else? When do I tell you that I'm in another relationship? And at what point someone just considers themselves in a relationship is actually quite a fluid thing. The way I kind of do it is like, look, you don't have to tell me every time, you know, you're interested in somebody. Some people do have like quite strict agreements of like, I have to meet every single person or I have to know for sure. I don't really care because like I have a, a partner who lives with me and not everyone does. And you know, we make dinner every night together. So if he's not going to be home for dinner, then I, I'd like to know, not because I'm checking up on him, because I need to know for dinner. Um, but we kind of have a thing of, you know, he he will see people, but not really consider them partners or in a relationship necessarily. And I don't really care however he wants to define it, as long as, you know, for sexual health reasons, I would like to know if there's an additional sexual health risk that's happened. Uh, we kind of have an agreement where if I'm in a bad place emotionally, he's okay, he's okay to wait to tell me. Um, I think one time he went out with someone and it was just after Orlando had happened and he waited a little bit to tell me, which I was really glad about because I was very upset. And it, it's not even necessarily that I'm going to be upset, but just the additional stress of there's another sexual health risk. I used to be a lot more anxious about that than I am now. For me, cheating definitely becomes when you lie and hide things. But I do think some people, they have what's called like a don't ask, don't tell policy where, you know, let's say they say, OK, Saturday night, 
I won't ask any questions. Do what you want. I won't ask any questions. And a lot of polyamorous people feel like that's not okay. That's not ethical. Yada, yada, yada. They wouldn't sleep with someone who was doing that. You know, I kind of feel like if it works for you, whoever you have a relationship with, you have an agreement and you don't violate that agreement, then it works, basically. With numbers on the rise and even in the mainstream media, an improving perception of polyamorous relationships, more and more people are looking for support and advice. In their column Non-Monogamy Help, Lola's been writing about polyamory and helping people work out their relationships. Now that they've been through a number of tricky situations in their own life, Lola is able to give advice to people who might run into similar problems. You know, a lot of introductory polyamory advice I feel, is written from very limited perspectives. It's written, you find a lot of things written from only white people's perspective. You find a lot of things written only by men, only by cisgender people, only by heterosexual people, also only by people who don't have mental health problems. And so much of the advice that people give is like, you know, if you're scared that your partner's going to leave you, just remember that you are special and your partner loves you for you. And even though, you know, you're totally different to, to this other person and you're, you're unique in your own space, special way and your partner, you know, they they value that. And that works on paper in your mind when you have anxiety and when you live in a society that tells you in lots of different ways that you're unattractive, that your needs are bad, that you are too much. That doesn't really work. And so I think like I was trying so hard to to make sure that I was I was behaving in this, you know, they always say there's no one right way to do polyamory. I really feel like that's kind of not true in how the messages come through, because clearly the right way to do polyamory is to not be upset, to not be jealous, to never have any problems, to always be happy. And so I think like... I was just trying so hard. I, I, I didn't want to fall in love and end up broken like I did before. Um, I wanted to meet him. And I was also talking to another person at the same time. And so I just thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how I feel. I don't think I, my heart was broken, but it was kind of like, whoa, you know, this happened. And I, but I was kind of happy for myself because, you know, I was starting to learn by reading that book, like, I don't have to put up with people who treat me badly, even if it's not that big of a deal. And I think that's such a big thing, you know, especially if you come from an abusive background or you, you've seen domestic violence or you've been around domestic violence, you start to believe, well, at least this person doesn't hit me. At least this person isn't a drunk alcoholic. At least this person isn't violent. At least, you know, at least I don't have to be afraid in that way. But that doesn't mean it's okay. You know, at the time, I was just like, he's really mean to me. I don't have to be with people who are mean to me. Um, and I was quite proud of myself for sticking up for myself because, you know, I could have been like, ah, I'll just let it go. And it's just a joke. Haha. And everything's fine. I kind of think I feel like I dodged a bullet. Thanks for listening to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. And thank you very much to our guest, Lola. My name is Zing Sing, and I'm the UK editor at Broadly here in London. This episode was produced by Sam Bonham. If you like what you hear, rate us and subscribe to the podcast. We're in all the usual places. And please, check out the article from Broadly featuring Lola with artwork from Camilla. See you next week. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.